Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, uh, and my guest this hour is Quint Tatro, who is the founder of Tatro Capital, uh, which is an advisory firm uh, serving individuals and families. Welcome to the show, Quint. Good afternoon, Jordan. How are you? Great to be with you. Quint's latest book is called Trade the Trader, Know Your Competition, and Find Your Edge from Profitable Trading. Let's just kind of get an overview of your background and why you want to do this book. Sure, Jordan. I uh, have the uh, fortune, good fortune, of coming from uh, a family that's been in this business in some way or another for the last hundred years. So in reality, I grew up in this business. Uh, my father is, is still uh, a money manager and advisor. He's going into his 40th year. Um, and, and so, it, you know, it's always sort of one of those things that's just been ingrained in me. But about a decade ago, uh, I, I got my official start, you know, real professional start, where I was actually uh, getting paid a real wage and, and started as a sell-side broker, uh, which I hated uh, because you sold someone else's money management services. You didn't really sell your own. Uh, and as soon as I could, I went and ventured off on, onto my own. It was only about a year or so later. Uh, and it was an interesting time to start. It was, a, it was the decline, the start of the decline of the technology bubble. And we got our first real taste after 20-some years of a, of a real bear market, especially in the technology arena. Now, at that time, I had a, a fundamental approach to the market. I was a very value-based investor. I had grown up studying Graham and Dodd and, and really followed the Warren Buffett strategy. And we actually, as a firm, avoided, we, were, we managed to, to avoid much of the, uh, of the fall because of that sort of fundamental approach. But after the market found its bottom in 02 and 03, uh, I realized that I needed to start finding a way to actually trade the market. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do that at all. And obviously, uh, what the readers will, will glean from the beginning chapters in the book is a lot of my progression that is not unlike many people out there that I have, have talked to. Uh, Jim Cramer put trading or, or really the, the retail taking control, the retail investor taking control of their money, he put that on the map and with his radio show, and which evolved into a television show. And much like many people, even though I was an advisor managing $25 million and, and again, approaching from a value-based side, I started listening to his show. And, and, I, and I was really, uh, really enthralled by his approach and so on and so forth. I learned very quickly that, that uh, he was a, a very emotional person. It's a, it's a good trait. I mean, he, he has a very dynamic personality. I was coming and, and bringing a lot of that same emotion to the market, and it was challenging for me to sort of stay on that roller coaster. So quickly thereafter, I evolved and, and found another uh, wonderful trader by the name of James DePore. He writes still for Real Money, which is Jim Cramer's website. And he really took me under his wing. And for several years, I traded with him and studied underneath him. Ultimately, my wife and I moved to Florida. He and I were a co-general partner in a hedge fund that was quite successful for a few years. And finally, after that tutelage, I, I went back out on my own. It was only in, in 07. And, and I really, since then, have, have you know, uh, really been honing this, this strategy and this style that, has, uh, that I've been developing all my life, but really uh, you know, over the last decade. And I wrote the book because I found that so many people, as being, they were fed up with uh, the advice that they were being given and, and they were ready to take back control, especially after not just the, the dot-com days, but also the 2008 bear market. And many people are running headlong into this, into this style called technical analysis. And in fact, it's the core discipline from which I have my strategy today. 
they're running headlong into this, and so many people are subscribing to this, this sort of basic strategy, that it's no longer working as well as it has been in the past. And what I wanted to relay in the book is just some basic principles that help people develop their own strategy, but also to start scratching the surface that trading is not just about developing a strategy around patterns, you know, the cup and handle or the head and shoulders or the bearish wedge or the bullish pennant. It's about really going into the chart and realizing that you're not just trading stocks. You're trading guys like me on the other side of that trade. So your overall view is that the average person who has some knowledge about investing can learn enough about this to play this game and, and win, even though there are people like you, professionals on the other side of the fence. Is that what you're saying? I believe so. If, if, if they understand that they are being played, then that right there, that knowledge within itself, starts to sort of take away the, the ignorance of this game and, and the ignorance of, oh, you know, just, just sort of, uh, you know, understand, oh, this is a great company, makes a great product, and yada, 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 and all that stuff, and, and realizes, wow, okay, I'm a target. I'm a target for, for other people. I need to start trading or investing my funds uh, in that manner to avoid being a target. And, and just, again, just that basic understanding sort of pulls back the veil and opens their eyes and says, wow, okay, I need to approach this with a little better system here. Your first chapter is you say, I'm trading against you. Why don't you just give people a sense of uh, who is on the other side of the trade? What kind of uh, professionals and what kind of knowledge and systems do they have that the average person really wouldn't have? Well, it's not so much necessarily the systems. You know, there's a lot of talk these days about high-frequency trading and computers and so forth, and that does play a part. But what has changed dramatically, in my opinion, over the last couple of years is that the large institutions are now employing traders that don't just go out headlong and buy stocks. So, for example, in the 20-year bull market from the 80s to 2000, as mutual funds were being developed and really coming onto the scene, if a mutual fund company wanted to buy a stock, they just went out and bought it. They bought up everything they possibly could. And as a smaller trader, you could go in, you could see, wow, okay, there's a tremendous amount of volume coming into this stock. Someone with large and deep pockets wants this stock. I'm going to jump on board. Nowadays, those traders sitting at those desks are so... Uh, much more involved in, in making sure that they execute the best price possible to the point where they will actually play basic uh, technical levels on charts to get better prices. Give you a specific example. Uh, a, a very good friend of mine sits on his institutional desk, and I remember him at one time saying, I, I was looking at, at, at small uh, metal stocks, and I remember him saying something to the effect of, you know, well, uh, you know, I often rinse the stock before I take a position. And I said, well, what are you talking about? He says, well, I know where everybody's stops are. He says, it's a basic level. They all put their stops at the same place. So if we want to own 500,000 shares, we'll dump 100,000 on the market. We'll run all those stops. The stock will get killed, and then we'll go in and buy up our shares at a much lower cost. And when I realized that, and, the, and the, again, even for me, the veil started to open. I said, oh my goodness, they're really truly playing the basics and they're going after the layman. And again, it's understanding, and that's why I wrote that first chapter, that the basics are no longer as valuable as they once were. Indeed, very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, my guest this hour on the Money Answer Show is Quint Tatro. His latest book is called Trade the Trader. Know your competition and find your edge for profitable trading. And we'll teach you more about how technical trading and everything he knows 
can help you be a better trader. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Quint Tatro, whose new book is called Trade the Trader. Know your competition and find your edge for profitable trading. Welcome back to the show, Quint. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, tell people about your uh, website and the uh, email you have and, and uh, the money management services you offer. Oh, sure. Uh, the firm is Tatro Capital. That's, uh, that's obviously my last name. And the best way to, to learn more about myself or our services is to, is to visit the website, T is in Tom, A-T is in Tom, R-O, Capital, spelled with an A-L, and dot com. And on the site... There is, a, there is an area people can, can uh, sign up for a, a free weekly email. We, we traditionally put out about once a week to all of our clients. It goes out to all of our clients and people that are interested. Uh, what, we're, what we're doing in the market, what we see, 
uh, maybe maybe moves that we've been making and so forth. It really helps us to stay in touch with with our existing clientele uh, and and for them to be privy of what what our thoughts are. But also a great way for people to you know just to get to learn our style. And, and most people aren't accustomed to an actual active money manager, someone who doesn't just go out and buy mutual funds, uh, someone who actually does management for a fee uh, and and you know lets them understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and we don't sell the emails or anything like we don't solicit business we just simply put that out there so it's a great way to learn about us and our service and if you want uh, if people want to use money management services how does that work for the, with you we we're a uh, we're a fee-based advisor and we utilize Charles Schwab as our custodian we're not employed by them we simply use them as our platform Clients have uh, accounts through Charles Schwab. They give us limited power of attorney to make management decisions and to deduct our fee. Uh, people can cancel at any time if they don't like our service. They don't have to stay. Again, we don't sell anything. We're not locking anyone up in any of that stuff. And uh, you know, our interests are aligned with our clients, making sure that uh, that if we do well, that they stay and and uh, you know they're happy. And that's how uh, what, we. What are your minimums? It. And just give us a rough range of what kind of returns you've been earning. Well, I can't speak on returns, unfortunately, but if people want to contact us directly, we'd be happy to provide okay. them with an ADV in our return sheet. But our minimum is $100,000, and that's simply because there's a, a cost to trading. Charles Schwab does have a cost. Uh, they charge us a, a, a per share trade, uh, I'm sorry, a per transaction amount. Uh, and we, you know, have a level from which our services don't make sense, and that level's right around $100,000. Um, I will encourage, if somebody is interested, I'm not just bunting on Jordan's question about our performance, please contact us. Uh, we, we've, you know, been put on the map over our uh, returns the last couple of years in, in relation to the general market, so people can contact us on an individual basis, and again, we'd be happy to uh, to, to relay that and, okay. and share again, that. Okay, again, that's at tatrocapital.com. That is correct. All right, you talk about so you're saying it's all opportunity, that there really are enormous opportunities out there. Just give us a general sense of what kind of opportunity does exist for people who want to get into this kind of trading. Sure. Well, here's what people don't understand. From, from a very, uh, I think, the basic understanding of the market, we are, we are instructed that up correlates with good and down correlates with bad. Now, I understand that in, in a traditional sense, majority of probably our listeners have a 401k, some sort of thing that's tied to the uh, market, and it's long only, meaning they can only buy stocks. So clearly, if the market goes up, they're happy, and if it goes down, they're bad. Or they're, they're, you know, they're not happy. It's a bad thing. But, but in trading, when people take control of their investments, they must separate the correlation between up and good and down and bad. And what I mean by that is it's all opportunity. Whether the market goes up, down, or sideways, there are ways in which to make money. Now, the book does not sit there and say, oh, yes, I'll you know, show you when to have a green light or a red light or an arrow or this and that. It, no, it's about identifying an opportunity, identifying an edge. Whether that edge is long or short makes no difference. It's about identifying that opportunity and moving forward and taking that trade. I know that from a traditional sense, when I, again, managed money even for, for several years, I was a long-only manager. I mean, I was either long stocks or I was in cash. 
there was no uh, bad market from which to make money. I mean, there was no bearish market from which to make money. And so it took me a long time to really embrace that I have the same opportunity when the market is going up as I do when the market is going down. The irony is that after I learned that and truly embraced that, I was more excited about the market going down because it's easier to make money. Stairs make, you know, they go up in a stair-step fashion. They come down like an elevator, and it's very easy to capitalize on this like a faster, rapid way uh, to make money. And I guess I'm one of those, quote, you know, during that, during those certain times, I'm one of those evil guys, you know, that likes to short stocks. But, you know, I, I'm a capitalist. I, I'm a dying breed. I like to, to make money whether the market's going up or going down. So it's all opportunity in that sense. And when someone embraces that, they can truly approach the market with an open mind and look to capitalize. You talk about finding your edge. How can an average investor find their edge as to what's appropriate for them uh, based on their knowledge and willingness uh, to you know, put some effort and time into this? Most of the time when I encounter someone who is interested in taking an, uh, their, their skill or learning more about a skill in trading stocks, the first thing that I ask them, Jordan, is what's their strategy? Now, after some mumbling and jumbling, you know, traditionally I get something along the lines of, you know, uh, buy low, sell high. And in reality, any good trader that's been doing this business for longer than a cup of coffee or putting food on the, on the table uh, by this business or what have you has a clear, identified strategy that they can articulate. They could physically either write it down or tell you, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And fortunately, there are many and I mean countless strategies that actually work. And in this book, I don't just go in, while I do go into my strategy, I don't just discredit other strategies. That would be foolish and arrogant. There are many strategies that work. Warren Buffett, you know, a lot of people I hear now say, oh, well, you know, value investing is dead and buy and hold is dead. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's not dead. It might be out of favor for several years, but there's no way you could look at an Warren Buffett and say he hasn't been successful value investing. He's been very successful. Uh, there's basic technical analysis. There's people who use types of stochastic. I don't care what it is. There are many. The problem that I see when someone stumbles upon a strategy that actually works and is proven, nine times out of ten, that strategy doesn't necessarily correlate with their own personality. I'll go both back to the Warren Buffett example. Even in academia, when I went to college for finance, we were taught basic value investing, buy low, sell high, evaluate a company, buy it when it's cheap. The problem is with most people, they cannot hold through the volatility. There is no way that they could hold the stock when it declines 50% in value. And unfortunately, if they want to be truly successful doing the value investing strategy, they've got to be able to hold during incredible periods of drawdown. And most people refuse to do that, and that's why they will always buy high and sell low. So it's not that value investing or buy and hold doesn't work. It's that they don't have the temperament to actually do it. Now, one of the things that I talk about in the book, I spend several chapters talking about my strategy. My strategy is so basic, it's not even funny. I mean, I am what's called a pattern recognition trader. That simply means I go through thousands of stock charts a day. It takes me a couple hours. But I, it's hard work. I mean, this business is very hard work. It's not easy to be successful in this business. But I go through several thousand charts, and I start to see 
where the inflection points are on a chart. Where has emotion played an important role in this specific chart? A live example, and I'll just, because it's, it's a live thing that I took today, I bought E-Trade Financial today. Now, our listeners in real time can pull up this chart. They could go to Yahoo Finance. They could go to uh, StockCharts.com, any particular website out there that allows them to see a chart. And I want them to look at this particular stock from May of this year, May 2010 through December. And note the area of $15.50. It has been a huge inflection point in this stock on multiple occasions over the last several months. Interestingly, the stock has now traded above and is holding this specific area and has been for the last couple of days. It is my belief that because that is the case, whomever it was that had the emotional tie to 1550 and was desiring to sell at that level is now done. Could I be wrong? Of course I could. That's why we have stops. But the bottom line is I told myself when this stock trades above and holds above this level, I will own it. And so, therefore, today I bought E-Trade Financial. Again, my strategy is to identify patterns that give me an edge and give me an opportunity to make money, whether it be long or short. It's not a strategy for everybody, but it works for me. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman with The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Quint Tatro. Uh, his latest book is called Trade the Trader. Know your competition and find your edge for profitable trading. His website is tatrocapital.com. We'll be back after this. Markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Voice America Business Network. Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Quint Tatro. He is the author of a new book called Trade the Trader, Know Your Competition and Find Your Edge for Profitable Trading. Welcome back to the show, Quint. Thank you, Jordan. One of the important things in trading correctly is timing the entry into a trade. So what are some of the things you should look for in timing when you get into a trade? I always like to sum that up, Jordan, by saying it's a character change. Uh, we we want to look for a character change that, that tells us you know, something is different. Something is different that triggers uh, maybe a move in direction or a continuation in trend or something along those lines. In the book, I give two specific examples, or I should say one example of two specific people who are looking at the same stock. And the reasons for looking at the stock makes no difference. It, you know, it could be because a neighbor recommended it, which I always, uh, I, I always cringe when I hear that. But, but regardless, it doesn't make a difference. One of, maybe one of them works for the company. They see a new product line coming out. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't make a difference. But, but the difference is in, the, in the example is that, is that individual A just goes out and buys the stock. He doesn't care. He doesn't look at where it was in relation to where it's been trading or where it is in relation to inflection points or what have you. He just goes out and buys the stock. And as we so often have found, and so many people probably can identify with this, is they, they start, this, the investment either makes a little bit of money real quickly and they think, oh man, I'm a genius, you know, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner, and I can't believe these guys get paid such an amount of money to do this, or it starts to just lose, 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 lose. Or ultimately, nine times out of ten, when somebody just goes out and buys a stock without doing any other sort of technical homework, they find themselves possibly underwater. And, and in this particular example, I say that this gentleman, you know, he just, he just sees it goes down, and man, after a while, he starts thinking to himself, okay, I'm an idiot. You know, I should have, I should have just, you know, not done this. I should have waited, whatever the case is. Investor B, he identifies the opportunity, but he waits. He waits to try to improve his entry to a much better price, and he uses a basic technical analysis sort of uh, uh, idea uh, called a bottoming pattern where he starts to see subsequent higher highs and higher lows, meaning the trend of, it, of a stock going down has, has now reversed. And he, he doesn't see that until several percentage points below both investor A and investor B identified the same opportunity. When he sees that, he then enters the trade. Now, investor A and investor B are both in the same stock, except A, investor A is a much higher price, investor B is a much lower price. And at the end, I say, you know, well, the argument on the other side is someone says to me, well, yeah, but Quint, they own the same stock, and if they're owning it for a long time, you know, what, what does a few percentage points make a difference? Well, compound that example multiple times, and it makes a tremendous difference. I know many, many traders who lose money on some of the best stocks in the market. And when it, by the best stocks, I mean the, most, the stocks that gain the most. And I, it's happened to me. I'm not just pointing the finger. Heck, I've done it. I've lost stocks on some of the greatest stocks that have gone on to be doubles and triples because I did not time my entry appropriately. And again, change of character is the most important 
sort of attribute to look for in understanding uh, a stock and a point of entry. Now, it's nearly impossible, as we were talking during a break, Jordan, to, to, to sort of paint a traditional uh, picture on a radio show. But the best I can do is that I've been watching, just based on this last example, and I just sort of works out because I took the trade today, but is this E-Trade Financial? Now, of course, you know, probably, probably tomorrow the stock blows up or it's terrible or whatever, and that's not a recommendation to buy or sell, folks. It's just basic example and something in full disclosure that I'm in. But I was waiting for a change of character. I've been watching this stock. 1550 was the level I identified. I was watching for a change in character of the stock. Recently, because it stays above that level, it looks like that seller in that area could be dried up. That's why I entered today. You talk about trend lines. What are some of the trend lines people should be looking for to see that uh, change in character? Great, great question. I, I think people overcomplicate uh, technical analysis, and a lot of times it literally is connecting the dots. And I used to have a friend, you know, I was on uh, Fast Money on CNBC 20 or so times, and I, I loved Jeff Mackey at the time when he was on there. And he used to say to people, he'd say, get out the big purple crayon, folks. It's really not that complicated. And what he was talking about was just connecting the dots of stock trends, whether it be ascending, descending, lateral, makes no difference. Now, the reason why this is so basic is because nine times out of ten, trend lines are self-fulfilling. Let's explain how they, how they operate, okay? A stock may have a specific inflection point. Let's say a stock is moving higher, and all of a sudden, the stock announces some terrible news, and the stock hits 20 and drops precipitously all the way down to 18. Well, there are people who bought that stock at 20 or very close to that level. Now, you know as well as I do, when someone buys a stock and all of a sudden it goes down immediately, their first inclination is, when it gets back to 20, I'll sell it, okay? Over a series of weeks or months or whatever the case is, let's say the stock finally finds a bottom, starts making its way back to that $20 level. Now, again, this could, this in this instance, would be a lateral trend, meaning a stock, or a line that just goes straight across. It could be ascending, they could be descending. But as the stock reaches back to 20, those people that wanted out when they got their money back start to sell again. And so what happens? The stock retraces or, or declines again from that level. Those two points, that $20 level, now has created the start of a trend line. In this specific example, it is a lateral trend. In the book, I discuss how from this point forward, most of the traders are now creating this line as a self-fulfilling prophecy, meaning that as the stock comes closer to that $20 level, you have shorts that are going to start to short into that level. Anyone who waited the last time to get their money out will not wait this time. And that's why ultimately those levels are created. Traders are trading them. Here's the fascinating thing, the change of character tone. What happens when that $20 level is breached to the upside? There is a possibility that now the stock is about to have a monstrous or a much bigger outsized move. Why? Because that inflection point has now been over or, or superseded or has been uh, no longer valid. In the book, however, I talk about that that's the basics, okay? That's just the basics. And people now have been starting to do that and saying, oh, here's a line, and when it breaks above that level, I'm going to buy it. The key, however, is to understand that those aren't just the easiest plays because now we're seeing more and more where those breakouts are actually failing and creating great opportunities for the other side 
which is to fade or short those moves altogether. I know it's very complex, and I don't mean to get off on you know, multiple rabbit holes here, but that's the basis of not only understanding basic trend lines, but understanding when they work in a basic fashion and when you actually have to think outside the box and think against another trader. So you're basically looking for trend lines, and uh, if it reaches a certain line, whether it's ascending, descending, or, or you know, lateral, um, it's either going to break through up or down, is what you're saying. And, and so how to, can the person who sees that, who understands the trend, you know, trade on it based on it, whether it's going to go up or down coming out of that trend, once it's broken through? Sure. This is where, this is where homework is key. And if, there was a crit- if there's a critique that not only have I gotten, but one that I look back after I wrote and I said, man, I really, I really should have gone into this much more. It's the importance of doing the daily homework to understand which side of the market, which do you want to be on? Do you want to be playing breakouts or do you want to be playing sort of uh, uh, you know, reversions to the mean? So are these going to start breaking out and moving higher or are they going to start you know, just hitting those levels and, and failing or coming back in? And the only way to know is not just by doing it and hoping that you're right, but it's by seeing and studying the character of the market. So by going through multiple charts, you will see these levels, you will see these areas in charts, and you will see multiple patterns start forming that look the same. I mean, stock A looks like stock B looks like stock C. The fascinating thing is rarely will they all act the same at the same amount of time. However, like dominoes, as goes one, so goes the other. You do not have to be early. We have a saying in our business that says the second mouse gets the cheese. Once you start going through charts and seeing the character of the overall tape, you then have a better confidence level to start playing the direction you believe will transpire. The reason I bought ETFC or E-Trade on that breakout, which is now a breakout, is because breakouts have actually been working in this market. They haven't just been moving above and then falling. They've actually been breaking out and following through. One of the ways I will know when this market is ready to reverse is when I start seeing breakouts fail. I'm often asked, you know, we've had some very good calls in our business, and, and you know, I write for a few sites. I write for Forbes.com. I write for a site called Minionville. And, you know, there's been multiple times this year and many others that I've been right with the general market call, meaning I think the market's going to, you know, continue to move in an uptrend here, or I think the market's looking for a reversal. And so many times people say, how did you know that? Like I got a, you know, a magic eight ball or something. And it's not because I go, I'm a good guesser. It's not because I'm, you know, very, very intelligent. It has nothing to do with it. I'm not, I, heck, I, I just have to work hard. I'm not as intelligent as half the traders out there. But the bottom line is you start to see this evolve and develop in the charts themselves. It's not a stock market. It's a market of stocks. In order to understand where the market is going to go, you have to study the, the players underneath, and those are the individual stocks. So you're saying that the market's kind of speaking to you through the charts in a certain way. It absolutely is. Whenever I say it like that, people laugh at me, but it is exactly what it does. By going through those charts, you start to get a feel not only where money is going and what groups are going to be in vogue and where money is starting to trade, but you start to get a feel for the general direction of the market. I will tell you, at this very moment, the general market obviously has been strong for the last several months. 
the last couple of weeks, the market as a whole has started to concern me a little bit because there have been leadership-type stocks that have started to break down. They have not participated in this last little run-up in the market that we've had over the holidays. And that, just seeing that, has me retreating and raising capital, has me raising cash and moving out of stocks. I would never have known that had I not been drilling down into the stocks. Very good. Okay, we're going to take another break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Quint Patro. His book is called Trade the Trader. Know Your Competition and Find Your Edge for Profitable Trading by FT Press. His website is tatrocapital.com. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts, for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011 on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, At cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800-707-1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay, because spaces are limited. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan, or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Quint Tatro. Uh, his firm is called Tatro Capital at tatrocapital.com. His latest book is called Trade the Trader, Know Your Competition, and Find Your Edge for Profitable Trading. Welcome back to the show, Quint. Thank you, Jordan. One of the things that's important is uh, setting stops, which is a stop-loss order where it'll automatically sell. How do you set stops after you've gotten into a trade? Uh, what is the correct way to do that? 
In my opinion, and this is just after years and years of, of looking at a variety of different methods, I will always set a, a stop depending on the chart itself or the reason I entered the trade. Now, a stop within itself is better than no stop at all, in my opinion. So, for example, if somebody says, well, I always set a 10% stop or a 5% stop or a dollar stop or whatever, you know, I say, okay, well, it's better than not setting a stop at all. That's a good strategy. A better strategy, in my opinion, is to look at the reason why you entered this trade. If it's technical, if it's fundamental, I mean, whatever the reason is, the stop then is placed when that reason for entering the trade is no longer valid. In my approach to the trading system that I use and the strategy that I use, there usually is a level from which I know I would be wrong. So again, I, I just, I'll just keep using the same example. In the E-Trade example that I went long the stock today, the level at which I know I would be wrong is if this stock made a new intermediate lower low, and that level is 1480. Now, I, I, right off the top of my head, I don't even know what that percentage is, but it makes no difference because I know that's the level from which I would be out of this stock. It would no longer be valid for the reason that I bought it in the first place. It then goes along and dovetails and says, okay, well then, uh, how do you, you know, how do you, once you're in and once you set your stop, I mean, what about taking gains and sizing positions and so forth? And if it's okay with you, I'll just keep going down this line and, and okay. walk somebody through the actual strategy. Okay. So uh, there's so many books written about entering trades and, and learning to trade and so forth, and very, very few, if any, written about trade management. When I went back out on my own, this was only about three years ago when I stepped away from being a co-general partner and became a, you know, a general partner per se, uh, I, I wanted to curb my volatility. I was a very good stock picker. I could trade markets. I, I knew how uh, to identify opportunities to get in them and so forth. But my swings, my portfolio gains and losses were wild. And I just had to find a way to curb that if I wanted to remain sane and my clients to remain sane. And so one of the things that I finally evolved into, and nothing really is created, right? I, as I read more and more people, I see that somebody else had an idea of this and somebody had this idea. And it's sort of a mesh of, of a multi Multiple ideas. So I never take credit for any particular thing I do, but it's, you know, at the end of the day, all of it developed into my style. But what I do is I always have a quantified risk per trade. And I think this is so very important for everyone out there who is looking or interested in doing this for themselves. They must know how much they're willing to lose to take a trade. So after I start working with a trader and I say, okay, what's your strategy? And we finally get through to that. Okay, it's important to have a strategy and so forth. My next question typically is, how much are you willing to lose on your trade? And they usually look at me like I got three eyeballs. They're like, you know, what do you mean? I don't want to lose anything. No, 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 that's not, that's not, that's not probable. That's not good trading. Heck, I know traders who, who have 50% win ratio and make a ton of money. You're going to lose on trades. The key is to quantify that amount up front so that when it's gone, you're gone. You're out. You're done. There is no tremendous loss in a stock. It should never turn into a cataclysmic event. So whenever I enter a trade, I have a quantifiable amount that I am willing to lose. Let's just, for, for roundabout sake, let's use 500 bucks. Let's say that I'm, I'm 
my risk per trade personally is much more than that because I'm managing client funds and so forth. But let's just say for the purpose of our example, it's $500. So in the E-Trade example, let's just say that I got in at $16 and my stop is $14.80. That's $1.20, risking $1.20 per share. Now, if my total loss that I want to take on the trade is $500, I simply take $500 divided by the $1.20, tells me I can buy 416 shares. And I always get this, right? Somebody says, why would I buy 416 shares? I only buy 400. I want to buy 500. Makes no difference to me. You round up, round down, whatever. But in today's day and age, it's not like 50 years ago when you got to buy 100 round lot shares and get a commission break of $52. Today, you can buy you know, 27 shares and pay the same price you would for 2,700 shares. Makes no difference. The bottom line is how important it is to quantify that amount. So, I buy the 417 shares. I know that I'm risking $500 on this trade with my entry price at 16, my stop at 14.80. The next question then is, where do I take gains? Let's assume that I'm right. We already know what's going to happen if I'm wrong. I'm stopped out. 14.80, I lose 500 bucks. My wife's not very happy with me. But what if I'm right? What if the stock market's moving in my favor? This is an area that I have struggled with my entire career until I finally realized that I'm going to take Quint out of the equation and put a mechanical system in place. And it's very simple, Jordan. For me, I take profits at multiples of my risk. Put it simply, in the E-Trade example, when I am up $1.20 per share, I will take a portion of my profits. When I'm up two forty per share, I will take another portion of my profits. And here's the kicker. For me, I will raise my stop along the way. So when I implemented that, I smoothed out my volatility tremendously. You'll, you'll do trailing stops, so as the stock goes up the way you want, and you're protecting your, your gains all the way along? Is that the way you do it? That is exactly the way I do it. So in the E-Trade example, if I make a $1.20 profit, I take a third of my position off. I sell one-third of my shares. I then raise my stop to the market entry, where I got in the trade. So theoretically, I should lose no more than I put in. I should only take a portion out, and I should be able to stay in. And if the stock reverses and stops me out, I'm only out that which I had already gained in unrealized gains. Again, my goal is to capture incremental gains. And if I can ride a winner, even with a portion of what I have, if I can take a small position left and ride a big winner, it will tremendously uh, improve my profit over time. What, what kind of a margin do you put in there? Is it typically like 15 or 20% from where you bought it? Or ah, but that's where you run. That's, not, that's, a common, that's a common thing. That's not a percentage. It only has to do with the chart. For my style, it's not a percentage. It's looking at a chart and saying, okay, if it breaks this level, where would I be out? Meaning, where am I wrong? If you pull up that E-Trade example, the reason I selected 1480 is because on December the 15th and the December the 16th, the stock found support at 1488 and 1490. Those are back-to-back days. Stock got hit pretty hard, came down, found support or buyers at that level. It is my opinion that if the stock were to reverse and take that level out on the downside, then my trade is no longer valid, and hence my 1580. I'm sorry, my my 1480 stop loss. I see. Uh, in about a minute or so we have left. Why don't you kind of just tell people how it's possible for them to be a technical trader like this and not have to give up their job and be a, 
a full-time chart watcher? Because it's fractal. Fractal is a word that simply means every piece is the same as its whole, meaning you can take it down to the most minute time frame and do this strategy studying five-minute charts, or you can back this out and do this strategy studying weekly charts. It makes no difference. As long as going through your charts, you can find an edge. And if you have limited time, then you must be looking at larger and longer time frames. I talk in the book a specific example about a very good, it's become a very good friend of mine, a dentist who came and visited me. He has limited time throughout the day to look at charts. He does exceptionally well because he stays within that time frame. He blocks out the noise and he only plays that which he has time to play. Very good. Okay, my guest uh, during this hour has been Quint Tatro. Uh, his book is called Trade the Trader, Know Your Competition and Find Your Edge for Profitable Trading. His website is tatrocapital.com. And thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show. Thank you, Jordan. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.